Discovering stories of courage, determination, and hope. Welcome to Faith Radio's On the Road. Now, here's Ryan Thomas. Well, when things don't work out so great for us on a given day, it's easy to point to all the things holding us back, maybe even engaged in just a touch of complaining and feeling sorry for ourselves. I'm guessing you have joined me in that place from time to time. Well, we're about to have our perspective refreshed as we welcome a man who shared the great news of Jesus with over 8 million people in 68 countries. He's a New York Times bestselling author whose latest book is called Be the Hands and Feet, Living Out God's Love for All His Children. And oh, by the way, Nick Vujicic was born without arms and legs. This remarkable gentleman joins us today on the road. What a treat to meet you verbally, sir. Are you having a pleasant day so far? I am, Ryan. How are you? Uh, Sir, if I was any better, it would be ridiculous. Thank you so much for asking. No problem. Hello to everyone watching, and thanks for having me on your show, bro. Oh, it's so good to have you here. I mean, so many of us have had the chance to to either see you on television or YouTube or or in person. Uh, but if you're listening today and haven't had that chance, obviously that last line in the intro will have caught your attention. So, Nick, uh, can you just introduce us to your, as you've dubbed it yourself, life without limbs and how it impacts you each day? So I was uh, uh, born with no medical reason um, this way, and um, many times in our life, when we hear about the loving God that some people believe in, the question is, why do then bad things happen? And if God knows our pain and He can do all things, then why doesn't He change it? And so those were the kind of childhood questions I had, and my mom and dad said, don't worry. Uh, God has a plan for you. You're beautiful. You're special. Went to school, got bullied, um, and kind of went through day by day, um, sometimes crying uh, because of it. And the bigger question was, why am I here? And if there was a purpose in the suffering, or if there was a reason that God had that had of some good merit <laughs> from my point of view, mm-hmm. then all right, then you know I, I could trust Him, but. With no answers, when I asked questions to parent, my parents, no answer from God when I asked God the same questions, I started doubting His existence and therein a loving God at all. And we know in the Bible it says, Jeremiah 29 verse 11, that He has a hope plan in the future. Yeah. So with not seeing what that kind of looks like, um, and never imagining that God would use a man without arms and legs to be his hands and feet and stand in front of the gates of hell and redirect traffic and travel, you know, 68 countries, um, preaching the gospel to 8 million people face-to-face with a million souls, giving their life to Jesus after that. Who would have imagined? And that's what I love about God taking our broken pieces and doing something miraculously beautiful. And the bottom line is, do we trust him? And mm. that was something I couldn't do as a child at all. You've talked about, you said to God, look, I, I'm going to trust in you if you can answer me why, right? I mean, that's basically what you did. Right, right. And when the answer didn't come, uh, in that, that doubting of his existence and plan for me, I slipped into depression, age eight, 
to 12, attempted suicide at age 10, and felt very isolated. And uh, at age 13, I played soccer and hurt my foot, um, couldn't walk for three weeks, was in bed staring at the ceiling and saying, wow, I will never complain about having no arms and legs. I'm going to be thankful about having my foot. And my parents always said, Nick, God never gave you arms and legs, but he gave you a brain. Use your brain. Be thankful. Do your best, and God will do the rest. And so with the amazing support of my family, my parents in particularly, um, I trucked on by the grace of God. Age 15 was when I gave my life to Jesus. When I read John chapter 9, a man was born blind and no one knew why. And Jesus said it was done so that the works of God would be revealed through him. And mm. that's when I realized, wow, God, if you've got a plan for a blind man, you've got a plan for me. And you're right, Ryan. I said, God, tell me why, and I'll trust you. And that's when he said, I don't have to tell you why, but will you trust that I do have a plan? Wow. And that's when I realized, wow, Jesus didn't tell the plan to the blind man, but he fulfilled it. And I realized I'm going to start walking by faith and not by sight. Wow. Wow. That is amazing truth right there from Nick Vujicic, an evangelist who shared the gospel with over 8 million people in 68 countries and a New York Times bestselling author, the new release called Be the Hands and Feet. Uh, The fire that you have for the gospel just sort of leaps off of the audio track uh, here. But, But where did that begin? After the conversion at 15, I mean, does God start pulling on your heart towards evangelism right away? How did it start to take shape? I was uh, set to do an accounting and financial planning degree. Um, And at 17, I became um, a member of the student uh, government there in in that school. And a janitor one day looked at me and he said, um, you're going to be a speaker. (laughs) And I said, you're a crazy old man. He said, don't you... Don't you know that we have a Bible club here at the public school? I said, yes. He said, well, aren't you a Christian? I said, yes. He said, well, why don't you go? And he put me on the spot. And I'm like, well, I kind of want to be with my unsaved friends, right? Mm -hmm. And that was my little excuse. But I was actually a little ashamed to ever associate myself with the Bible club, believe it or not. (laughs) And so I wanted to, you know, not be uncool, right? I'm going to church on Sunday, but I still want to be cool Monday to Friday. Of course. And, um... He said, well, let me organize a speech for you. And I'm like, dude, you're, you're, you're seriously crazy. <laughs> for three months, he was relentless in pursuing me, trying to convince me. And I finally said yes after he twisted my arm. And I got in front of these six kids. And um, one girl cried. And I said, what's wrong? She said, I was just touched. And I'm thinking, what do you mean? Like, who touched you? And she's crying. And now I realize, no, her heart's touched. And she's never going to be the same again. Mm-hmm. I started speaking 12 times between ages 17 and 19, and a girl came up, one of the speeches, and she said, crying, no one's ever told me that they love me. No one's ever told me that I'm beautiful the way that I am. And that's when I knew I was born to be a speaker. And God gave me a passion for lost souls. And even the, the ones who were bullying me, I'm like, God, what are they bullying me? And he's like, well, what if they actually got an abusive home and they've never been shown love nor forgiveness? You might be the first person to show them that love and forgiveness. And so I started seeing strangers, not as strangers, but the truth is you'll never lay eyes on anybody on earth that Jesus doesn't love. And if we don't tell them who Jesus is, who will? 
And so I started walking my dog with my wheelchair and I started praying, God, I'm not going home until you give me a lost soul that I can lock eyes with, smile, pray with, or even preach to before I go home. And so that passion of lost souls um, began as a teenager at that time. Little did I know that I would move to California, Life Without Limbs, international headquarters based now in Westlake Village, California, and uh, now going all around the world. Um, and on media, uh, no joke, no exaggeration, um, our, l- our latest, largest speech was in front of 800,000 people, 400,000 gave their life to Jesus Christ in Ukraine, Kiev, on the 17th of September after yeah. addressing the government six months prior, where the government gets on their knees and says, God, forgive Ukraine of our sin, heal our land, give us wisdom to be a nation that glorifies you. And in the 68 countries, it wasn't just 8 million face-to-face. We now clocked over 600, by the grace of God, sorry, 730 million <laughs> people have heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. In front of the 800,000 people, wow. 52.7 million people are watching in 26 countries in 20 languages. And that's the bottom line. If God can use a man without arms and legs to be his hands and feet, then God can use any willing heart. And the whole premise of this book is to be the hands and feet. We all make excuses as to why we think our friends or work colleagues will shun us away or never say yes to an invitation to church. And my question is to especially 50-year-olds, if this was your last 15 seconds of life, how many best friends of yours have you never shared how Jesus has changed your life and why? What's the worst thing that could ever happen if you tell someone how Jesus changed your life? Well, what's the worst thing that can ever happen if you invite them to church? What's the worst thing that can happen if you never share your testimony or never invite someone to church? And so that's the whole premise. And in this book, Be the Hands and Feet, sharing God's love for all of His children, is to understand that you don't need to be a titled evangelist or a, a gifted, categorically titled person It's you knowing that when you find the love and saving grace through the blood of Jesus Christ and the power of the resurrection, people are looking for hope, and there is no hope apart from Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the answer of every brokenness and every depression and every lonesome soul. Mm -hmm. And when we find the cure to resurrection and our sin, We want and should want the world to know Jesus. And how do we do that? And I I am unpackaging something that feels so scary in a way to say like, hey, I am Ryan, just my last couple sentences before I stop speaking on this. But I am all for praying for revival, bro. I'm all for, you know, a million people going to Washington, D.C. and and praying for revival. Uh But what if... But what if a million people actually learned how to preach the gospel in three minutes and preach the gospel to 20 people in a day? 20 million people would hear the gospel of Jesus Christ in America in a day. Some people would say, wow, that's revival. I'm going to say, no, it's not. It's when the church actually starts doing what we're supposed to do and that the church stops becoming allergic to the mutually exclusive um, evangelists and actually raise up evangelists and the mobilization of evangelism in our church. And imagine if we did that. 
16 days straight. It's a numbers game. I did accounting as education. 16 days we can preach the gospel to 320 million people in one hour a day in 16 days straight. Now, where are we? And where are our, where are we when, when we look at our week-to-week basis? How do we become the evangelist? How can we empower foster families to take more foster kids? There are 425,000 children in America waiting for a foster home. 111,000 children waiting for an adoptive home. With 100,000 churches in America with representing $480 billion worth of loans for buildings and such, we can't pick up a half a million kids, five kids per church. That's the ding-a-ding-a-ding-a-ding alarm I want to raise up. No matter who you are, we all can do something. Uh, So much inspiration there from Nick Vujicic. He's an evangelist who shared the gospel with over 8 million people in 68 countries and so many more on media and uh, New York Times bestselling author, the new release called Be the Hands and Feet. And I have to say, just as an aside, I have heard so many inspiring things that you have said, uh, but I got a kick out of uh, the line that you said to the janitor, you're a crazy old man. It's it's fun to have that one alongside all the inspirational quotes as well. <laughs> no. well that's, that's the beautiful thing. That's the beautiful thing. He. He, he, I, in, in all of our life, we say, what, really, us? Abraham. Um, yeah, right. We're, I'm going to be a father to, to, to the, uh, Moses. I'm, I'm going to be a speaker. I can't even speak. Exactly. David, you're going to be a king. I'm a shepherd boy. When God points to you, we're like, really? Jeremiah, I'm too young. No, he uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Amen. 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 I love that. And it's so real, too, and and so relatable to all of us. Uh, You know, (laughs) as you sketch out your international travel here, I mean, the amount of of investment, you know, of time and travel that you do, speaking all across the country, that has to be so intense uh, for any anybody keeping in those plates spinning in the air. But obviously you have the the additional reality of not having arms and legs. Uh, Are you basically Superman? Is that what's going on here? Are you kidding me? Um, you know, it, it is unbelievable. And I, I've just actually started a really breakthrough new season. I feel it 36 hours ago. And, 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 and it's really putting into practice and play what God's been screaming at me for six months. And the last, last 12 years, we, small ministry, eight staff on average, Looking back, if you put my 2,500 flights together, um, I've been up in the air at six and a half months. Before I got married, 270 days on the road. When we got married, 130. Now two boys, two girls, down to 84. Next year, 60. Like never before, I really believe we're living in the end of days. And like never before, the new territory that we're embarking on causes for new armor. And to put on that new armor for me from a personal, you're asking me a personal question here, am I Superman? Number one, absolutely not. I am not holy. Not one is righteous, but we strive for it. And it's been a very big struggle to balance everything. And
And the one thing, the only way for possible balance is if one side of the scale becomes less. And the quality and um, the qualitative layers and the caliber and importance of my calling for the next 10 years as an evangelist, that weight will never go down. And that is something that Jesus helps me carry but I will say less is more. And it's been a refining for me as a middle-aged 30, 30, mid-30s guy where I am, I am a new person, wherein I'm not a people pleaser. I used to be a people pleaser, Ryan, as well. <laughs> and I've just got to keep the most important things the most important things. And when you have a wonderful team around you, who do what they got to do, that means then the things that only God can do through me amongst my team, I then focus on what the main thing is for me. Wow. Thus, less work on my time from Monday to Friday, less travel from year to year, spending time with family, taking family with me. But how God has blessed that leap of faith where we are saying no to invitations like never before. We're no longer a guest speaker at a church. We only work with churches six nights in a row, simulcasting to hundreds of churches at a time. That's the vision, and that takes a leap of faith. And so it's only because people are praying for us. It's only because of our faithful staff. It's only because of an amazing board of directors of Life That Limbs it's only because of the people, thousands of people, praying for us on a daily basis, for our marriage, for our family, for the ministry. And it's only because of the people who support us on a financial base month to month. With that whole army, like never before, no joke, we preach a gospel of 730 million, the next 10 years is a billion. And that, <laughs> it sounds something that could drown a million people of vision. But it's not a vision that we are supposed to digest. It's a vision and a calling that we lay at the feet of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And only burnout makes sure that you never, never work harder than you really should be doing. And I've experienced burnout, and I never want to experience it again. And taking the wisdom of the counsel around me Less is more. Slow down. What does God want to do? And how do we do it without killing this little piece of flesh? Wow. So much wisdom. Thank you for that. Amazing. Uh, you know, in the book, uh, Be the Hands and Feet, you include these these powerful tales of folks reaching out with God's love in just very practical ways and inspire us to do the same. Why did you want to share these stories? Because this is actually my favorite book of all. I mean, that's a huge statement, and, and I'm sure every author probably says that upon the release, but I'm not joking because um, I am most passionate about people finding Jesus. The only other thing that I'm most passionate about is when people realize they can bring other people to Jesus by His grace as well. So it's not about just fulfilling a need. It's about equipping the army, uniting the body of Christ, and saying, go, 
And when you put a G-O in front of the word disabled, it spells God is able to do what? Mm. Exceedingly, abundantly more than you can ever ask, imagine, or attain. But what disabilities do we have? What things that we feel like God should have given us to do His work, it's an absolute lie to believe that God needs to position you or reposition you or give you more to be used. And I feel like we have been fattened up with sugar intake of the sugar gospel. Come to Jesus, repent of your sins. Now, what's your wish list that you want from God? And let's make sure that you keep on tithing and, and just speak truth over your life and just prophesy everything that you want. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we are not here to receive. We are here to give. Does God want to prosper us? Absolutely. Will he as we are obedient? Yes. And I feel like sacrifice has been or become and focus and speaking, quote unquote, speaking into your future where anything that you think is going to happen, just speak into it. Water that seed. It's going to happen no matter what. But what if God has a better plan? The pinnacle of our relationship with God is not when he blesses us abundantly. It's actually the fact that we've already realized he can't give us any more than what he's actually given us. If God never blesses me with a bigger home, or God never blesses me with the desires of my heart to even get married, I'm saved. My spirit is filled with his Holy Spirit. I have heaven. I want what he wants. Sure, can I request anything in my heart? Absolutely. Will he bless it? I don't know. Will he save my dad from dying from cancer? He didn't, because God has a plan for everyone. I will not go home one minute earlier, one minute later. I'll believe for a miracle, but I will not wait for that miracle to happen before my joy is full. My joy is full in Jesus because he died for me. He rose again. How much more can I ever ask of? And my question to God is, how can I serve you? This is what I think you want me to have. This is what I would like to have. But Lord, not my will, your will be done. We are not here to, to, to be served. We are here to serve. We are not going to church to just be fed. We are not also there just to serve the corporate organization and become a cell group leader and an usher we are to compel the lost to come into the doors. We are to compel our neighbors who don't know Jesus to come to church. How quickly the church doubles has nothing to do with how well our pastor preaches or how good our worship band is compared to how many lost souls will actually come through the door. Guess whose job that is? Not the pastor, us, our neighbors, our friends our family, strangers, the checkout, uh, what do you call it, the cashier uh, person at, at our grocery store. Sure. Pray for her. What's the worst thing that can happen if you say, can I pray for you? She says, no. And what do you say? When I go to my car, I'll pray for you. So since I'm praying for you anyway, what's your order? <laughs> wow. What a half hour this has been. Amazing Truth, uh, brought by Nick Vujicic. 
the evangelist. He shared the gospel with over 8 million people in 68 countries, and we can understand uh, why it has been so effective, the amazing the amazing anointing that's on this man. He's a New York Times bestselling author as well. The newest release called Be the Hands and Feet. And, sir, just 60 seconds left. Uh, where's the best place to go to learn more about your ministry and to pick up a copy of the book as well? Wherever you buy books, you can get the book. Or if you actually go to lifewithoutlimbs.org and you sign up as a $25 Hope Partner, um, uh, you can get the book for free. Um, but we just want everyone to understand, um, you know, fo- follow us, whatever. Yeah, great. Our website, our social media. Get on your knees today and have a real honest prayer and write down the three things God wants you to do. Everyone's always waiting for God to move. And everyone's saying, God hasn't answered my prayer yet. God hasn't... Do the last three things he told you to. Go back to the basics. That's where the joy is, where the fountain of life is. Go to church. Great. But man, go out there and be the church. Amen? Amen. Wow. Brother, what an honor. What a treat to be with you today. Thank you so much for your time. We know it's precious. Love you so much. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for sharing in the story of this latest episode of Faith Radio's On the Road. For more on today's conversation and the full podcast archive of all our episodes, look for On the Road when you visit MyFaithRadio.com.